Hi, good morning, Ascent family. What's up? <laughs> um, I am so excited to be with you all today. And if we have any visitors, I just want to say welcome. My name is Aisha, and I'm involved with The Mix here at Ascent, which is our high school ministry. And I want to shout out the young, beautiful ladies on the front row who are my um, support system. Just been having some um, health challenges with my family back in California. And my husband isn't here, but I have them in the front row, and it means the world to me. Hey, girl. Um, so I love you guys. Thank you so much. You mean the world to me. And uh, before I go forward, I just want to make a quick PSA. The last time I spoke, um, I told you guys how at the first service, people had came up to me and said that they wanted to say, like, amen and, like, talk back to me when I was speaking. And my response was, why didn't you? So I'm just going to let you all know now, if you want to say amen, if you want to yell, if you want to snap and say, you go, girl, please do, because I like it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not playing. Yep. Yep, this is my section right here. They already know. And um, just to let you guys know, like, that pulls something out of me, so it is welcomed and appreciated. And um, week one, Pastor Bill started our Trailhead series, and Trailhead is a six-week program that is designed to help you go forward in your relationship with Jesus and also, and also build amazing friendships along the way. I had the privilege of being on the team that was working behind the scenes on Trailhead, so I'm super excited. It is here and that I get to speak for week two. And um, the main point for last week was having the right starting point. And I haven't quite gotten into um, hiking, even though I know that's kind of a big deal here in Colorado. Um, but you know, I did make an attempt to hike Chautauqua. And you know, once you figure out the parking situation, I get there, <laughs> see, y'all feel me, y'all. Mm -hmm. So I get there and I'm looking at the little trailhead plug. Um, and I'm like, hmm, what path do I take? I want the path that's gonna be the best for me, the path that um, basically is easiest because, let's be real, I'm a California girl, I like the beach, and the hike that I've been on in California, it was a cement trail and just up like a relatively small mountain, nothing compared to the beautiful mountains that we have out here in Colorado. So uh, long story short, I did not choose the right path um, it was very long, and I kept seeing people on the way down, like, hey, how close am I to the top? I'm like, you're almost there. An hour went by, and I'm like, I am not almost there. I am done. It's starting to rain. Right now, I have curly big hair, but I had straight hair then. And if you know anything about straight hair and water, they do not mix. So I had to get out of there. I almost slipped and fell at least seven times, and it was just not a good experience. But something Bill said that really stood out to me was that, you know, when you guys go on a hike, you get to choose your starting point. You get to choose what path you want to start on. And that applies to our relationship with Jesus. We get to choose where we start. And Bill led us to the proper starting point. Bill said, Jesus loves us. He lived for us, he died for us, he rose for us, and he will be with us until the end of the age. This is truth, and it won't erode. 
this is our starting point. Amen, all right. <laughs> I really love you guys. I'm serious. This just gives me life. I'm grateful. So now we are in week two. And week two is all about different spiritual practices we can do to help us build our relationship with Jesus. Things such as prayer, reading the Bible, listening to God, worship, all those things. So if you would, um, pray with me and then we'll get started. God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to speak before your people, just to be your messenger, your mouthpiece. I thank you for the 1020 group because they my people and they talk back to me and I love it. I ask God that um, you would just have your way. This is not my message, it's not my words. God, I wanna say exactly what you want me to say, nothing else, nothing more. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would personalize this message to each individual under the sound of my voice, that they would be awakened to what you want them to realize today. I love you in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I get really excited. So whenever I speak, um, I always ask God two questions. God, what do you want me to say? And what do you want your people to know right now in this moment? And because I'm asking God this daily, sometimes it changes from what he told me Monday to what he told me the night before that I'm speaking. And as I asked God, he put Luke 10 on my heart. And it's uh, Luke 10, verses 38 through 42 that I'm gonna read with you all today. It's about Mary and Martha. You may be familiar with them. And it says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Now I have to be honest with you all. When God gave me Lutin and then I read the verse, I was like, oh man, I was a little bummed out because I feel like I've heard the story of Mary and Martha a lot and it has always been emphasized on like busyness and you're so busy. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do something new, you know, something and I'm like, is there another verse perhaps that you can give me? <laughs> you know, something I haven't read before. Um, he didn't respond to that at, at all. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, God, I guess you want to show me something new. Show me something I've missed before. And every time I would read this passage and pray over it, there would be one word that would literally like jump out at me. Y'all wanna know what that word was? Well, since you asked, you know, <laughs> it was distracted. Distracted, 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 distracted. I got to hit, hit each, each section in the room. God wants to speak with us about distraction today. And I think it's so important whether you're in a trailhead group right now or wherever you are in your walk with Jesus, 
Distraction is real and distraction applies to all of us. And I can think of one distraction the majority of, the majority of us have in common. Y'all wanna know what that is? <laughs> right here. Bam, cell phone. I'm just going to smile a lot and laugh. This is all right. Church should be fun. Amen to that. So let me talk to my high school students, my middle school students. Sometimes you're in class and you're on your phone scrolling on Instagram, Snapchat. Hey, girl, class is boring, weird face, whatever, you know. Okay, or maybe you're at work and you're in a meeting. Don't nobody want to be in a long meeting and you're texting somebody that's like next to you or on the opposite side of the room, like, why are we here? It's all this person's fault. They don't do this, they don't do X, Y, and Z. And if you're like me, I'm not a morning person at all. I have to set at least four alarms that are like five minutes apart from each other to get up in the morning. But I use my phone and my goal every day is to start my day off with God because you know when you do that, you're more equipped for what life is going to throw at you for the day. And when I... All right, we're going to have fun this service. I may have a song for you too. You never know. Um, so yeah, I turn off my alarm and right as I do that, I get notifications. Someone just liked my photo on Instagram. I got an email. I got something for work letting me know what has to be done today. And that is a distraction. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to have some quiet time with Jesus, you know, read my little devotion. And I see that stuff, and I get pulled in. I'm tempted to respond so quickly. I'm tempted to respond to the comment or whatever on my picture. And, you know, distractions pull you away from doing things that push you to God. And if we are honest, sometimes when we want to pray, when we want to read the Bible, even when we come to church to worship, we're distracted. We're distracted from what happened last night, from what happened this morning, from something we've seen on social media, something we've seen on the news. We come in distracted. And I really believe like that, I can't even emphasize enough how much that word was highlighted to me. Distraction, distraction, distraction. And I believe God wants to highlight some new things about distraction to us from Mary and Martha. So let's take a look at the text again. Let's jump right on in there. So Jesus just finished teaching in Galilee. He's on his way to Jerusalem, and he stops in a village. And it says, now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Martha, let him in. All right, let's keep it moving. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. All right, so let me talk about my friend Mary. What I love about her is that she immediately was intentional with her time with Jesus. She assumed the posture of a student sitting at the feet of a teacher. And that was a position traditionally reserved for a man. She took advantage of her moment with Jesus. Another thing I love about Mary 
is that she wasn't distracted about the opinions of others. She wasn't thinking, oh, my sister is totally going to be upset because she wants me in the kitchen, helping her get things set up. But I really want to be at the feet of Jesus right now. And what I've learned in my walk is that sometimes it's the people closest to us that criticize us for our faith that criticize us and have negative things to say about decisions that we've made because we feel that God has led us to make those decisions. God bless you. People will try to talk you out of the very thing that God is calling you into. So I thought of Galatians 1.10, and I'm going to give you the Aisha translation. And that just says... Are you trying to win the approval of people or men? Who are you trying to please, mister, missus? Who are you trying to please? God wants to know, is it really me? Or is it people? Because if it's, because if it's really me, you're not going to be distracted and worrying about what this person is going to say about this decision you make. That's not even going to be a factor because you're going to move off God's word and off God's spirit. So our distraction checkpoint number one is are we allowing the opinion of others to get in the way of what God has put on our heart to do? Are we allowing the opinion of others to get in the way of what God has put on our heart to do? Now let's look at verse 40. And it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Two totally opposite things. Martha was distracted and Mary sat. And many of us find ourselves in that same position as Mary. We're distracted. And to be honest, maybe about two weeks before my honeymoon, which is in September, so like August and July, I was Martha. I was so distracted with the long, never-ending list of things that I had to do. And like Martha, I acknowledge Jesus. She welcomed, she welcomed him in the house. I acknowledge Jesus, but that's all I could really do because I got to get back to this long list of things that I got to do. And I didn't like that. And it just made me more irritated. It made me more frustrated. Got on my husband's nerves a lot. I know. You don't even have to tell me, but I know. <laughs> Distraction checkpoint number two. Are we so distracted with our agenda that we neglect God's agenda? And this can range from day-to-day small tasks to major decisions that we make. So do I have any people in the house that like to make lists? Yes. My people, again, love this service. I always have a nonstop list going in my mind. I have a grocery list on my refrigerator. I have a list of things that I would like to accomplish for the day. And then later on in the day, I make another list of things that I didn't quite accomplish. And then I make another list of things that I need to bring up to my husband, but I have to make sure I bring them up in a way that he is receptive because that man is picky. And he, (laughs) I'm talking about, he not here, he left me, so I'm gonna talk about. Um, Proverbs 16, 9 says, we can make our plans, 
but the Lord determines our steps. All right now, okay. I wanna challenge you all to take your list that you make each day and lay them before God. God, what is the list that you have for me today? What is on your agenda for me, God? Because that's what I wanna do. And something else I found very interesting about Martha that I never really picked up on before, if we look at the next verse, it says, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him, Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Now, I'm going to have to read that all over again because I'm pretty sure Martha had an attitude. If I was Martha, I would have an attitude. And you know what, when I go home, I don't live at home, I haven't lived at home since I was 17. And then my mom, who I love as my best friend, she asked me to do stuff and I'm like, my sister is watching TV in her room, go get her, she's not doing anything. Like I used, to, I used to feel like Cinderella when I was growing up because I was always doing chores. I was cleaning the dust off the stairs, the corners, like, right? Man, yeah, it was real. So let me read this again, how Martha was probably feeling it. She gonna stomp her foot. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. And she probably just looked at Jesus for a little bit like, come on, <laughs> tell her. Huh. What did Jesus say? But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. Made me think of the Brady Brunch. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Stay focused, Aisha. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. There is a difference between being busy and being productive. A lot of times we equate the two. I had a busy day, so I was productive. That is not always the case. You know, sometimes the days when I'm so busy, I come home, I feel depleted, I feel worn out, I don't wanna do anything, I have no energy for conversation. But the days when I'm productive, I feel good. I'm like, yeah, I did that. And sometimes I only do two things or accomplish two things off of my list, but I had that time with God. And that just sets the tone for everything and it really changes my outlook. And I don't know if you all have gotten a chance to meet Ella. She works with um, the middle school ministry, Altitude, and she is amazing. And the first time I met her, I was in that distracted Martha place. And I met her at a leader game night, and Chris was like, oh, you know, this is the intern, Ella. And I'm like, okay, hey, Ella. And um, that was really it, didn't think much of it. And then I had an opportunity to see her in the cafe a few weeks later. Um, when I wasn't in that distracted Martha place. And I maybe spoke like five words with her and I'm like, girl, we gotta have 
brunch or something. Like, I'm feeling like we, we just connect. And you know what? I had brunch with her, and before she had came into the picture, I was praying for God to send me a friend with very specific qualities. And that girl has every single one of them. Amen. I love you, Ella, wherever you are. You the bomb. A blessing. And I think for many of us, sometimes when we're so busy, I am, this is the one part where I'm going to touch on busyness. When we're so busy, we miss things. We're not present in the moment. We're so focused on what's next in the future. And our mind is just thinking about other things that we miss what God has right in front of us because we're distracted. And I don't know, maybe it's something you've been praying for God to answer. And you're like, God, I've been praying. I even tried fasting and nothing. But maybe you are just too busy, too distracted to see that the answer to your prayer is right in front of you. But you got to wake up. Distraction checkpoint number three, heart buildup. Verse 41, the Lord said that she was worried and anxious about many things. But if we look at the verse before that, she only brought one thing to God's attention. She was just upset because her sister wasn't helping her. So why did Jesus say, you are worried and anxious about many things? I had to just sit with that for a little bit. And as I did, it reminded me of a verse in 1 Samuel, how it talks about man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at our heart. And I believe although she was only complaining and frustrated about that one thing that we can see, God saw her heart. He saw her list of things that she was worried about, that she was fearful about, that she was doubtful about. And he was like, girl, you're tripping. You need to be at my feet like your sister. Get it together, girl. So I want to ask you all that. What is building up in your heart? Have you ever just stopped and thought about that? And is that distracting you? I think a distraction sometimes that we don't really pay a whole lot of attention to is emotional distraction. I am really sensitive, extremely sensitive, and um, I'm not a pretty crier either. So it's not like it's gonna be one dramatic tear just slowly falling, and I just look, you know, mm, one tear, awesome. No, if you've ever watched reality TV or seen a crying meme, you've probably seen Kim Kardashian's crying face, and let me tell you, she ain't got nothing on me. I'm hideous, and there's been a few times, I don't know if anyone, any of you have done this, but when you're crying, and then you go look in the mirror, and you're like, oh my gosh, I am just a mess right now, and then just crying more in the mirror. That's me, I have issues, pray for me, I will be up here after church. <laughs> Amen, y'all. But I want to share with you guys a time where I was really, really emotionally distracted. It was last year, June 2016. Um, we moved here from California 
And before we moved to Colorado, I was already in Los Angeles, living my dream, uh, being Miss Independent, had my own place, uh, amazing. And then I met Maurice, who was awesome and amazing, but I had to give up something that I love, which hurt so much. So I did that transition. It was challenging, of course. And then we have to, not we have to, I knew God was calling us to Colorado. He told me this is gonna be our new home. So I had to leave my family, my friends, um, my girls in California, uh, my job, my students, and things that I felt would push me closer to the desires of my heart in California. And it was very hard and I came out here and I'm like, I got peace because I know I'm in the will of God and I know he said to come here. And that was comforting, but my emotions, my emotions got to the place where they not only distracted me, but they consumed me. I consider myself to be a very positive person, but I was negative Nancy. I was so doubtful. I was crying almost every day. And after summer break, when it came time to getting involved with the students and meeting them, um, I don't know if any of them know this, but I would literally be in the bathroom um, before the program is about to start and be crying like, I can't do this. I feel uncomfortable. Like, they're probably not going to like me. And they love me. Um, <laughs> I have to make myself laugh because if I'm not careful, I will cry. And remember, I told y'all it's not pretty. So I just feel like they wouldn't like me. Like, it just, it felt so hard. It, I had a heavy heart every time I would come. And I literally felt like I couldn't engage with the students the way that I wanted to. I'm already an introvert, believe it or not. So it's not easy for me to just be like, hey, how's it going? Like small talk is like home alone. Like, oh no, I'm not ready for that. So it was really, really hard. And then it got to a point where I talked to my husband and I was like, babe, I don't know if I can be involved with the high school stuff. It's too much, it's a struggle. Like I don't, I just kind of feel like I'm a zombie and then I'm like crazy crying zombie when I come home. It's too much. And my husband being so understanding and gracious was like, if you need to take the first year off to adjust and deal with all you got going on, do it. So I was like, all right, I got the thumbs up for my husband. And then I don't know, one day, I just felt like I should reach out to a girl that I've been in the same environment with about two times. She was a high school girl, um, but I haven't really talked to her a whole lot. So I hit her up on Instagram and I just wrote her and said, I don't know, I feel like we should hang out, get to know each other. And she was receptive, because I would have felt rejected for sure if she wasn't. And um, we went to Sweet Cow, and guys, ladies, if you want to meet someone new, please go to Sweet Cow, because you're always going to have a good turnout. You're going to get some great ice cream, and that's just going to seal the deal. So we had just an amazing time, and I was like, man, I'm kind of starting to feel like myself again. Like, 
I love this girl. Like, even though I just met her, like, I love her. And then the next time we hung out, she brought another friend. And I'm like, no, she didn't. How are they both awesome? How do I feel like I've known them for so long? Like, I'm not, I wasn't technically their leader at the time. We were just like building relationship. But I'm like, they kind of feel like my friends too. Like, I just really like them. And then because of those two, I got connected with two other girls. And they all happened to be seniors. And I'm going to put their picture on here. Those girls, and they are the reason I am involved in the mix. They are the reason I'm even in a position to be up here speaking to you all. They are the reason why I decided to do something called Girls Night, because I'm like, there's probably other amazing girls that I could connect with and do fun stuff with. And to be honest, they changed my transition from being something I endured to something I enjoy. I, I don't know uh, where I would be right now if I didn't push past the distraction of my emotions and reached out to Jen and then connected with Kendall and then connected with Julia and Caroline and then I got to go to the movies and see Moana with Laura and Kayla and Brooke and Megan and I got to hang with Aaron and Cadence at BJ's and do car karaoke in the car which I love so much and I'm like, ah, I love her already too. Um, man, you guys are everything to me. My husband isn't here. And even though I've spoken quite a few times, I still get super nervous to be able to look out in the front row. I know y'all don't like sitting in the front and like see your faces. Wow. Now I can tell Maurice I don't need him anymore. I got y'all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know, when it comes to speaking, like, man, push past the distractions. You never know what is on the other side of that distraction, what God has for you. These are the best, ah, the scripture says, can't even think of what the scripture says right now, but it talks about gifts coming from above. These are my gifts. I got them in abundance. They make my life out here so amazing. And even though there's some things when it comes to my dreams that I feel like, Oh, if I was in California, maybe things would be different. Maybe things would move a little faster, move at the pace that I want to. Even if it doesn't move at the pace that I want to while I'm out here, I got them. And being with them any second, any time that I can is worth it. So I just, I don't know what your distraction is. I don't know what you've been battling with in your mind. I don't know if it's an emotional distraction, if it's fear, if it's worry, if it's doubt, anxiety. I don't know, is it school? Is it work? Is it something going on in your marriage, in your home, with your family, sickness, illness? I believe with my whole heart that God doesn't want you distracted because you're gonna miss out on things. Things that are 
worth so much more than what you're distracted about. I'm just going to pray. God, I thank you so much for your word, that there is power and truth and correction in your word, God. Father, open our eyes to see the distraction in our lives, to see the things that may even be good things, but they're not God things, and they're causing us to miss your purpose for us, your agenda for us, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just help us to be more intentional with you, with our time, with our days, God. Help us to apply Matthew 6, which says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those other things will be added unto you. Let us prioritize you, God. Let us drop to our knees when we have a moment to just be with you, God, to just love on you, to just thank you for all the thousands of things that we have going good for us and not focus on the few things that we don't understand or we're confused about, Lord. God, you're so good. May we rest in that goodness and move at the pace you desire us to, God. I thank you so much. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, thank you, Aisha.